regular old foods the way they're grown out of the ground. Like we're not talking about super enhanced foods. It's just the foods. You talked about it with the hemp seeds, like these simple foods that are grown to be the most nutritious for our bodies. These celebrities, these athletes, they're learning how these foods are affecting their their recovery, their stamina. They're starting to really leverage the power of these whole carbohydrates versus, you know, a lot of processed foods. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we have a very special guest, which is great, someone who's right in line with our five pillars of health, with food is our medicine. And today we are joined by Kathy Davis, a three-time published author who has so many incredible insights about food and plant-based nutrition not only doing it in a healthy way, but doing it in a budget-friendly way and a fast way in this fast-paced lifestyle that we live in. So I'm so happy to have Kathy to join us. Kathy Davis, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to sharing some insights with all of you. Well, please do because, you know, we have, um, we have, we talk a lot about plant and uh, plant-based diets and food is our medicine. And, you know, in fact, we talk about this miracle plant, whether it's called hemp or cannabis, whatever name you want to call it, then we actually treat it as a food, just like a leafy green vegetable, like cannabinoids that are in cannabis are also in broccoli and kale. And we talk lots about juicing and all of that. So I would love for you to, to share with our audience all the brilliance that you've come up over the years and how important it is. And maybe give it even a little back of a story of how you got into um, you know, plant-based, um, you know, your nutrition and what you've seen and how much it's helped you or others in your life. A- absolutely. I'd love, to, I'd love to share some of that. So plant-based eating was introduced to me about eight years ago from, by my husband. And if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm going to peace out. I was super resistant to plant-based eating. I did not want to give up all the foods that I loved. I grew up in Western New York, home with a Buffalo wing. I wanted to be able to eat that. I wanted to be able to eat my burgers, my fries, and really continue the life I was living. Like I didn't want that restricted. I just, I perceived plant-based eating to be something that now I know it's not. And I, I admittedly allowed the familiar foods, the, the cashew sauces, all of these delicious plant-based foods. I let them in. I let my husband just kind of cook and try this. And over six months, that was eight years ago, over six months, I found it to be way more incredible than I could have ever imagined. Early on, I felt all the all the benefits, the lightness, the reduction in pain, the the and reduction in acne, like all of these adult symptoms that I had were starting to be relieved by eating plants. And I always tell people like I didn't know how good I could feel until I started to feel amazing. And then you know, we're in a time where these amazing, incredible plant-based products start to hit the market. And what a time to be alive to be able to get vegan food at, at fast food restaurants and all of that. And I partook. I partook a lot in the fast food and a lot in the processed foods. And 
and found myself really back in my old habits of processed foods and, and, and junk foods. And while they were vegan, they weren't really all that healthy. And so about two and a half years ago, I cleaned up my vegan diet, reducing a lot of the processed foods, eating foods closer to nature intended, really leaning into those whole plant foods, the whole grains that, like you said, the broccoli, the kale, the veggies, the fruit, the oats, all of these foods that we know as, as humans, we eat them. We just often eat them super processed. And over the last two and a half years, I've seen results beyond anything I could have ever imagined. I've lost over 40 pounds. I've reduced all the biomarkers of type type two diabetes and, and prediabetes. And I'm at my best health ever. And when I look back, on where I was two and a half years ago, struggling to to bike on a flat beach and struggling to walk like around some of the, the state parks in Florida and around the flea markets and just places that were flat, I would have never been able to do the incredible hikes I've been able to do at Glacier National Park and Big Bend had I still been eating that that vegan processed food diet. And what I've found over the course of, of these last eight years and, and then really these last two and a half years is the more whole plant foods I ate, the better I felt. And the more I felt better, the more I wanted to feel better. And that's really the message that I want to get out there. Like, just eat more plants. Just add add an extra side of vegetables. You know, look up a local farmer's market and go try a new vegetable. In your produce market, look for the stuff that's on sale, that local, those local veggies. You know, add add some grilled asparagus, you know, throw some asparagus on your grill and grill it up. Throw some, some you know, berries in your oatmeal. Throw some berries on your cereal and really start incorporating more plants. Absolutely. Well, and how did you get into uh, cookbooks? What's the story behind that? And you got to share with our audience one like killer recipe that you're just like everyone's going nuts over right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so eight years ago when I made this transition, I said, you know, people really need to know how easy and how how fun plant-based eating can be and how accessible it can be. So I started veginspired.com. Um, it's our, it's our, was our food blog and it's kind of, you know, evolved over the years. And I said, one day I'm going to write a cookbook. And about a year and a half ago, that opportunity came and it was boom, 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 three cookbooks out of the gate in less than eight months. And they really, I wanted, like, looking back, I, it was about tackling some of the big myths, right? Plant-based eating is it takes too long. So I have a 30-minute cookbook. Plant-based eating's too hard. So I have a super easy cookbook. And plant-based eating's too expensive. I have a budget-friendly cookbook. And it was really about making eating more plants, making this plant-based diet, this plant-based eating more accessible. And so, oh gosh, I have so many favorite recipes, but one of the recipes that is just it's it's the one everybody likes. It's the one I always talk about because it uses very familiar foods are the chickpea tacos, the chickpea El Pastor tacos from the Super Easy Cookbook. Now the Super Easy Cookbook's really cool because it's divided into four easy cooking methods versus breakfast, lunch, dinner. So you've got breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack recipes, but they're they're filed in the cookbook in a way that you can do no cook recipes or one pot recipes or five ingredient recipes or more 30 minute recipes. So these chickpea El Pastor tacos are incredible. They're from the super easy cookbook in the sheet pan or the one pot recipe section. And what you do is you throw chickpeas, some, you can use canned pineapple or fresh pineapple, 
and some onion on a sheet pan and you roast it at about 400 for uh, 15 to 30 minutes, depending on how your oven, you know, kind of roasts them up and you get those chickpeas nice and like not crunchy, but a nice texture. When you roast beans, they actually start to break apart and get a, a very unique texture that is people tend to relate to some of those meatier textures. So I love that as a, as a, another pro tip. If you're like a tick tired of beans right out of the can, throw them on a sheet pan and roast them for 15 to 20 minutes until they tar start to break open. But back to the recipe. So you roast the chickpeas, the pineapple and the onions on a sheet pan, 15 to 30 minutes in like a 375 to 400 degree oven. And then while you're doing that, you make a quick like salsa, fresh salsa with cilantro, lime juice, some pineapple, and some red onion. And then get your tortilla shells all ready. And then you toss the chickpeas, the pineapple, and the onions right out of the oven in a little bit of a liquid amino lime juice mixture. Maybe add a little cumin if you're, if, if you're feeling that, or maybe a little chili lime spice. Mix them all up and then serve those roasted ingredients with that fresh salsa and it's just it's fun it's familiar and it has this nice flavor that really kind of makes you realize that plant-based eating can be super tasty and have a super fun flair without restriction i love it well we'll definitely be making that here so shortly we uh out here in california we have lots of uh friends and folks that are uh, plant-based or vegan, and uh, that sounds really, really good. And like you said, it is amazing how far we've come, uh, you know, from the old days to where we are now. That we do have these recipes, and we do have these ways to, and access, uh, you know, to eating plant-based and and just information. A lot of people don't know. Like, I mean, even myself, who's you know continuing to um, educate and align with, uh, you know, the best health experts in the world. They don't understand that eating, you know, meat is actually, it causes inflammation. And not to mention all of the processed foods that you talked about, those types of things that we see ourselves in America, especially, um, having all of these um, weight issues because of the food that we eat. Uh, some of it we know is bad, and there's a lot of addictive, you know, sugars and preservatives and things that are in our food but some people like I grew up in the Midwest like you grew up in western Nebraska or western uh, uh, New York and we just it was steak potato corn and that's just what you that was like the staple of our diet and you thought okay well I'm getting the protein from the meat and this is what I'm supposed to be doing it's kind of like these are the the way that we're conditioned and as we've you know, really started to understand, um, you know, the options, then there's so much incredible protein that you can get from, like you said, the chickpeas or, you know, leafy green vegetables. Um, obviously with us, it's we're big on hemp and hemp protein with the perfect balance of amino acids and uh, omega-3 and 6 fatty acids. But uh, tell me some more about, I'm sure now that you've got these great cookbooks out, which I can't wait to check out and try that recipe, amongst the other ones is what are some of the stories that you've heard from people that have used your cookbooks, not only obviously probably loving what they're making, but just to notice the difference in their overall health. Absolutely. So I work, I work one-on-one -on -one and, and um, with clients on transitioning to a plant-based diet and I am seeing phenomenal results, weight loss. I have one client who within the first three weeks of working with me was like, gosh, Kathy, I'm really tired. What's going on? And I said, You've got to talk to your doctor. 
we're probably you're probably over medicating and sure enough she was her medication was already reduced just from eating this way and i know you know i'm always i'm always the caveat like it, you have to be focused on your goal like it's not it's not just because it worked for them it's going to work necessarily for me but it's really about taking your individual approach and making it work for you and i always tell my clients and anybody in my community really follow one course right there's so much information out there and there's so many people and if you really read the bottom line with all of this and i'm i'm a huge reader i read all the books that the plant-based doctors and even the non-plant-based doctors put out there and the underlying theme with all of them is more whole foods it doesn't matter which you know which of these these frameworks people are following it's really about the more whole foods so whether you know you're you embrace our cookbooks and you and you're using them in your kitchen and you're eating more of these whole foods and you're starting to see a reduction in weight or you're starting to see you know that your symptoms of some of these standard american illnesses are going away and you do need to talk to your doctor about maybe reducing your medications or you're getting back better blood work or you know my my mastering diabetes clients or my clients that are looking to master and, and manage and reverse diabetes like it's a very specific like we're looking at very specific numbers you know with their doctors to make sure that they're getting you know exactly what they need and that they're really using the using and leveraging the power of plants to make them feel better and that's something that's so huge because a lot of times people will say oh i, I want to eat more plants i'm gonna eat more kale i'm gonna eat more kale and in the beginning they're like gosh i kind of i kind of don't feel good like my my digestion's a little off i might be a little gassy like we have all these things and what it is is it's your body saying you've never fed me these many vegetables before so just just press on drink a little bit more water eat a little bit more of those higher fiber foods some of those oats more of those familiar um they those you know brown rice things that are simple and, and calming for your body and just let your body get used to you eating these plants because once you start to feel good it's so much easier to make the decision to eat these wonderful healthy foods absolutely here's an interesting one and i, I put the title up here on, we're on clubhouse live here and you know sometimes you got to put a title up there to get people's attention which is uh learn one secret celebrities do to look great with kathy davis and and the thing that really shocked me a little bit uh, I recently found out that many, many pro athletes are switching to vegan, switching to plant-based diets. And uh, it's just amazing that these, these finely tuned athletes, I mean, that we're talking, you know, they make tens of millions of dollars a year. And, and we've, we've come so far with, with food and nutrition and supplements in the past even 10 years that now when they know the results and they know what's at stake, when we're talking about signing a new $250 million contract for basketball or football, they, they, they take their diet and their nutrition very, very serious. Uh, like the golfers, they have their own cooks and some of the like, I know LeBron James uh, was quoted as spending over $1 million a year just on his health and nutrition. And so, um, what are some of the some of the, the tips or the things that you've seen with just kind of being surprised that, oh, my gosh, like what type of whether it's a celebrity or whether it's a pro athlete, people that you were kind of surprised or maybe weren't surprised that they were also vegan? You know, it's interesting because I um, I grew up in Western New York, so Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills were my team and 
you know, which means they slight rival with the Patriots, but it was always surprising that Tom Brady would adopt a plant-based or vegan diet during the season. And when you think about athletes at that level that are eating these, these plant-based diets that are recognizing the benefits and leveraging the power of these foods, these, you know, and I don't want to call them superfoods. They're just foods. They're just, just regular old foods, the way they're grown out of the ground. Like we're not talking about super enhanced foods. It's just the foods. You talked about it with the hemp seeds, like these simple foods that we, that are grown to be the most nutritious for our bodies. These celebrities, these, these athletes, they're learning how these foods are affecting their, their recovery, their stamina. They're starting to really leverage the power of these whole carbohydrates versus, you know, a lot of processed foods. They're starting to see that they feel lighter on their feet, right? That was one of the things, one of the symptoms or not symptoms, side effects I found early on was I just felt lighter. I felt cleaner. I had this, this vivacious like energy that, that I didn't have when I was eating all these processed foods and, and, um, meat products. And, you know, I, as I said, I read a lot of books and I read a lot about, about the way that our foods are digested and how our gut really, you know, absorbs, you know, the different nutrients. And one of the big things is when we eat foods that are not processed, like these whole plant foods, oats, uh, whole grains is, you know, closer to nature intended, not those super refined products in, um, a lot of the like processed foods, processed breads, white refined, you know, carbohydrate ingredients and things. Our body is, it allows them to slowly be released. So it helps to maximize the way that your body really absorbs these, these nutrients and really takes it in. And so athletes are finding that out. Celebrities eating these, you know, you know, going on these, I'm not that I'm going to say juicing is juice dieting is, is necessary, but like they're using juices, they're using smoothies, they're, they're getting the ingredients all into one serving. So they're having more green vegetables in their smoothies and, and they're eating more of these cleaner salads with lots of vegetables and lots of whole grains added versus, you know, high fat ingredients or, or animal products. Absolutely. And I know I can't go without at least allowing uh, Dan to say something about his the love of his Buffalo Bills as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, and I'll jump over to you quick here, Dan, in a sec. But I just had to point out that, you know, that Tom Brady is, is a perfect uh, example of someone who is breaking boundaries and and barriers that we've never, ever seen in professional athletics. I mean, he's going on 45 years old and he is uh, now he's going to be, um, you know, com- competing for yet another Super Bowl. And I promise you, if we had him on today, and I've read his TB12 book, uh, I promise you, uh, and even I, I did his TB12, uh, you know, regiment and things of that nature when, um, you know, the whole world shut down, a great way to get your workout at home. Uh, I promise you he would attribute uh, a vast majority of the way that he's still able to compete uh, to the diet and the nutrition and the plant-based and his avocado toast and avocado ice cream and all that good stuff. And so that's such a great example. But, you know, Dan, I know I had to, we're talking football and we're talking Buffalo Bills and I know uh, there's some some great topics. I wanted to give you the chance to, to weigh in, brother. You know, you had to bring up Brady, didn't you? <laughs> As a Bills fan for, what, 20 years, we had to endure Two, two games a year with Brady kicking her butt and hearing about his diet and everything else. 
it's just I'm so glad he's at Tampa now. I'm, <laughs> we don't have to see him twice a year. But I have a, a couple things that I know that 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 um, I, I one is I want to make sure that we clarify this because we you kind of explained it a little bit. But I know when I talk to people about Whole Foods, it. The, the the definition sometimes is is interpreted differently from different people. The way I understand it is, if there's one ingredient, it's a whole food. If it's an apple, that's a whole food. If it's an almond, it's a whole food. If it's chickpea, that's a whole food. That's how I interpret it. And Kathy, I, I before I'll ask you the second question. You can answer them both to get both together. But just wanted to make sure that that's how you interpret it. The the, the other one that I always get people always hit me with is. Yeah, but Dan, how do you get enough protein in your diet? So those are the two things that always, that, that one is a clarification and one is, you know, how do I answer that question with people? I mean, I don't ever have a problem but I, with getting enough protein in my diet, but I, I, I'm, I'm always asked that question and I, I'd, I'd like to give, you know, what, you, what is the answer that I should be giving people? Absolutely. So, okay, so let's answer the first question. So my definition of a whole food is very similar to yours. It's the whole ingredient. It's the it's the one ingredient. So typically people on a whole food plant-based diet will eat foods as close to nature intended. If you I can run through a quick day a quick uh, example of my day. So I start my day with oatmeal. I use whole rolled oats and then to that I add plant milk. Typically my plant milks are very clean. A couple of ingredients, Elmhurst, great western New York company. Um, they have a milked cashews, so it's just cashews and water. Uh, I use the unsweetened version. I would even say, I would even go as far as to say that even their products that do have a little bit of sweetener, they do use an organic cane sugar. Maybe if you're trying to avoid sugars, maybe skip that one, but they're, the ingredients are recognizable. I also add some berries, uh, some maple syrup, some ground flax. So all of the things that go in my oatmeal bowl are all one ingredient. Now I'm I'm vegan, so I don't eat honey, but I do tell people if you are looking at different granola bars and you see one on the on the shelf that you can actually see the almond and the nuts and the dried fruit and and maybe some some pieces of oats in there. Maybe it's smashed together with some honey, maybe something else, but you you know and recognize all of the ingredients that's going to still be more of a whole food versus an uber processed granola bar where the 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 fiber ingredient maybe it's wheat maybe it's another grain has been pulverized down and it's mixed with more of a fruit puree we'll say um, instead of being the whole ingredients trail mix while it has some you know some ingredients that's going to be more of a whole food versus say you know crackers or pretzels or chips so really looking at the if you are eating something that's more processed really looking at the ingredients on there i do eat like wasa crackers they have a couple of ingredients um, i'll eat mary's crackers they have a lot of a lot of ingredients but they're all whole foods so while i'm i do eat minimally processed items it's it's really about how many ingredients um and then as far as protein gosh you know one of the big myths that i i really started to realize when i was making this transition was there's actually protein in a lot of our foods and the idea of getting a certain amount of protein or that will be protein deficient is actually very minimal. There aren't people in in America that are, you know, that that are eating a balanced diet that are that are new, male nutritious on protein. Um, a lot of the the common ingredients that we eat: broccoli, peas, uh, nuts and seeds, tofu, tempeh, soybeans, um, chickpeas, lentils. 
all of those have some some protein to them and, and are excellent sources hemp seeds uh tahini you know all of all of those are great options and then when you really start to think about it even your your brown rice has some protein even your 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 sweet potatoes there, there's a, there's some protein and i always say you know these foods that nourish our body that make us feel the best that give us the most energy and the most nutrient dense you know calories that are really going to provide us with what we need to get through the day and provide our organs with what it need they need to function are really just perfect little morsels of food that have everything we need the problem is and this this is a this is a problem overall is that a lot of times the the concepts are hijacked by those people who stand to make a make a buck off of it right so you know getting protein from only specific specific foods are often funded by those industries um having specific um needs and and different you know you can only get protein from an egg or you can only get calcium from from dairy it's it's often that that information is is a little bit skewed to benefit to benefit certain people. And while we're kind of on that topic, I'm going to go backwards to the first question. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, I bought this awesome food from the this awesome meal from the from the freezer section. It says made with plants. And then they get home and they read read the back and it has eggs in it. And I'm like, that's because the term plant based has been really hijacked by a lot of this marketing because again it goes back to what's the trend we're seeing this trend of plant-based eating and plant-based excitement and so we're starting to use those terms and so when i talk to clients when i talk to people in my community i really want to make sure like as you're navigating this space i want you to think about what you're putting into your body are you putting into your body foods as close to nature intended more of those one ingredient you know i always say like the food that we eat is typically the ingredient right like I eat the oats, I eat the berries, I eat the cinnamons, I eat the, I eat the hemp seeds, I eat the, the nuts, the almonds, the cashews, the broccoli, the beans, like those are ingredients in other foods. And so when you start to think about it, you're eating really the ingredients, not necessarily the processed foods. Did that answer your question on, on both the whole food and the protein? Oh yeah, it definitely does. And you know, I have a follow-up question because this is more for me, me, this is more to help me. I always have a hard time finding natural or foods that have are naturally high in fat. Like I, I mean, go right to immediately go to avocados and some nuts. But what are some other plant-based foods that are high in fat? Um, I so high in fat would be would be those avocados, those nuts and seeds. Um, your co- coconut is a really high fat food, um, and then there's again it goes back to all of these all of these foods have little bits of the fat and the protein and the and the starch that we need that our body needs to run and so you know things that are i wouldn't say that they're high in fat but they're more calorically dense so if you're looking like a lot of people will say i'm looking to hit a certain amount of calories due to my calorie in calorie out ratio things like dried fruit so for me, I was eating for weight loss. So I limited the dried fruits because I could eat more raisins than I could grapes. And so when you start to think about calorie density and and more of the, the ways that you're eating these foods, it, it's, it's really kind of blending in on your goals. So if you're looking for more of a high fat option, you're going to look for those nuts, those nut butters, those, um, those seeds, um, really, you know, maybe it's, 
It's using different ingredients. Tofu can be a higher fat item. So maybe it's looking for those, looking for a full fat, um, the full fat coconut milks, the full fat plant milks that where they don't, um, where they use more of the, more of the, um, the nut or the seed um, beans and lentils have, you know, they're not, they're not, it's not fat to be like worried about, but it's, it's, it's an, enough to kind of give you what you need as you're, as you're navigating that balanced space. And you know, I'd have to throw in there some good old hemp seed and hemp seed oil with those omega threes and sixes for you, Dan, which you get in all of our products at one one hemp, <laughs> but also just get it. Like I put hemp seeds on my salads. Like I just, and every meal, if I don't have hemp seeds on, it doesn't feel right. I do a lot of Greek salads. But yeah, we're obviously big into the hemp seeds and the hemp and, and all that good stuff. So plenty of great oils there too. Absolutely. I actually use hemp hearts um, in a lot of, like not a lot of my recipes, but in, in many of the recipes, they're great as a, as a base for dressings. They're a really good binder in cookies or um, in our, our black bean burger. We use hemp hearts there because they're really, they pack in a good, like you said, omega-3, omega-6, and also some, some nice protein. But they also work really, really well as a binder too. So it's, they're fun to kind of, you know, add, sprinkle on things, add to, to different things. And like I said, I love adding them to cookies because it just, they're just like another nutty delight, delight in my cookie. Absolutely. And you know, you're doing good for your body. And, and if you, you know, if it's good enough for that TB guy that's now in Tampa Bay, so the you know he's he's moved on. He's obviously doing something right to be able to keep coming back and playing uh, mm -hmm. football into his mid forties. And I know a lot of it he'll attribute to uh, to that plant based diet. Well, we're about to wrap up the show, but I wanted to at least uh, throw it. Where can people find out more about you and you know get your cookbooks or or maybe have you as a coach? Where should they go? Absolutely. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at veg inspired. Um, it's a, I'm super active there. I love to connect with people. Let me know that you heard me on the miracle plant podcast or over here on clubhouse. And, um, I can send you a free meal plan. So make sure you, you know, send me a message, give me a, send me the meal plan message and I'll send you a meal plan and get you in and provide any tips and tricks I can do to help you eat more plants. Awesome. Any any final words or anything you want to make sure that you get out there before we uh, before we call it a day? You know, if you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, I really wish I could do that. But the biggest thing that I can tell you is eat more plants. Start by adding simple, familiar foods that you already know you like. If you like chickpeas, if you like hummus, if you like veggies, if you if you are eating salads, maybe maybe grab a bag of the, the hemp hearts, hemp seeds and, and add those to it. Just Start eating more plants. Start giving your body the nutrition that it needs by adding in those simple, familiar foods. Don't feel like you have to go all in and, and throw everything out in your pantry, but start somewhere. Start, like I said, we started with potato tacos and chickpea tacos and, and sauces made from cashews and, and just worked our way up over the six months of our transition eight years ago. Well, that is so awesome. Thank you for joining us and sharing all of your incredible insights and paying it forward. And uh, we are all about whole plants and plant-based, uh, you know, diets and making good decisions as one of our five pillars of health here. Another thing we do at every episode at the Miracle Plant Podcast is we say heal the world because that's our mission to pay it forward and reach a billion people by 2025 through education, videos, products, seeds, you name it. 
And uh, at the and we count to three and we say heal the world. So I'm going to count to three right here. So those out there that are looking for help, looking for a solution, can turn to these miracle plants that we've discussed today. So on the count of three, let's unmute our mics and say heal the world. One, two, three. Heal, heal the, the world. world. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast. We will see you next week. Be a blessing to somebody and go eat your veggies. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.